Hello, Dimitri Downing back here at MJ Unpacked, Mita Unshackled, another one of my favorite types of podcasts where we bring these wonderful, crazy conversations that we have with all kinds of people to you in the comfort of your own home or digital world, wherever it might be, even if it's in outer space or 500 years from now. Consider that. We're there forever. It's April 2023. I'm Dimitri Downing, and I'm still alive. Um, So thank you to our sponsors, Pure 5, very special sponsor, Pure 5. Cali FX, incredible brand out of California, and the original Jack Herrera brand, which is coming to market near you in ways that you might not know yet. But anyways, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. So let me first introduce our co-host. George Township, Pure 5. Faster, better, cleaner extraction. Faster, better, cleaner, and safer. And safe. Sexier. <laughs> Yummier. You cannot anything to it. Yummier as consumers. Let's go there. I just like I just and, and, you know, there's time crunch around here. People have meetings and stuff. So Jill might have to leave 15, 20 minutes in the podcast if she's flagged down by one of her people. And so, uh, but we want to quickly get start get right into it. Jill, Jenny, thank you guys for joining us. Our pleasure. And we're gonna first get into uh, how you got into cannabis and how you got to where you are today. How we got into cannabis, man, oh man, it, it's been a journey. It's been a very short journey, actually, for me, but cannabis has been a part of my life basically forever. I'm a scientist. I came from pharmaceutical manufacturing compliance, so I was always an engineer bringing really awesome technology solutions to other industries that made drugs that I didn't really like so much. Um, and then I discovered orange photonics. I discovered this awesome orange box in front of us called Light Lab here, um, met the folks that invented it and just decided that I had to put all my energy and power and passion behind the mission that we are trying to uh, and, develop. And what year did you discover uh, the photonics machine, is it called? Orange Photonics. It's a light lab, light lab portable cannabis analyzer just a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. two years and, ago. And, and, I, and I've been seeing these things develop over the last, I've been in the industry for 10 years and I've been watching these things. I think they're the coolest things ever, these machines that can test like this. And so, uh, so two years ago, you're, this is quite an endorsement. You said, I'm all in. I'm all in, 100%. I, I literally called them up blind and said, guys, this is who I am. This is what I do. I've helped wow. to bring technology um, to the forefront of other industries that made it simplified technology so that they yes. could apply better quality control. And cannabis needs it, right? That's what we're all about here Absolutely. is better quality, better products, and really getting out from behind um, the laboratories. Um, that's the, that's really the paradigm we're trying Robert to shift here. Now. You test it and you have it now. You, te- you test it in-house. Own those numbers yourselves um, rather than the laboratory kind of being the uh, god of all. This is pretty cool. I'm excited to learn about this machine. I don't know about this machine in particular, but I'm excited to learn about it because of the level of endorsement that you're bringing to it. You know, which you can't cool. you can't say I'm not into it. That's for sure. And it, no. it's people like Jenny, right? Like people like Jenny and her business and what she does. It's what we're all about: operational excellence. It's not about like replacing that laboratory test. It's about all the times that you're waiting for a laboratory test to run your business. Yeah, but to have like I'm, I'm going to drop everything, change my world. I know this area, and now I'm coming to this because this is the shit. That kind of moment is like. You know, it was a blessing. Honest yeah. to God, it was a blessing That's for me cool. because I knew there was no doubt about it. This is the path. And, and we really do have a mission to democratize this type of science. It's so accessible. If you've got gajillions of dollars, all the big MSOs are utilizing HPLC to run their businesses. Wait, this, wait, wait, wait. HPLC. HPLC, high 
performance, liquid chromatography. It's the technology that all laboratories and those big guys use to do their potency testing. It's right here. It's right here, though. We made a, an awesome $15,000 super simplified version so that, again, every operator has access to those numbers because you shouldn't be waiting two weeks for a laboratory to tell you where you are. You should be able to buy your disty, grow your right. flower, make your products, and know what they're going to tell you versus waiting for them to tell you. Okay. Well, 15K, you know, thank you. I, I mean, you mentioned I was going to get to take home that, you know, your machine. <laughs> I didn't know it was so expensive. Okay, so you're passing I'm, me I'm the just, check under the table, right? I'm just kidding. Uh, so so let's get more into your machine here in a second. Just we're quickly introduce uh, Jenny, sorry. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm uh, with Jenny's Baked at Home. I'm one of the New York processors in New York, and I have a brand called Jenny's that is – I'm going to disrupt the market with um, sugar-free, dairy-free, organic, but sugar-free that is made with allulose, so it's glycemic zero level and Yum. only increases protein for diabetics and friendly for keto and, and what so, have you. And I use George's machine to produce all of yes. my edibles, my vapes. Um, it's just truly the best and you're, you're in the, the process of shopping for and maybe buying one of Jenny's machines. So that's what I told Jill, and just that's let's like, just let's just say Jill is like the badass of all women right. ever that I've ever met. Hail! Um, I'm not a processor, or manufacturer, or a cultivator, but I want to own one. So it's on my it's on my it's on my Christmas list. Christmas. It's totally on my Christmas George, list. <laughs> George, Christmas. I'm Santa Claus. orange Santa Claus. If everybody out there wants to throw in a little like GoFundMe Christmas orange photonics for me, I would I would not say no. No, I love them. Let's let's uh, we'll talk about your companies, and your status, and your licensing. But I know Jenny uh, that Jill might have to leave here in a couple of minutes. What do you think of her machine? What do you? Uh, what's the testing like for you guys and stuff? How is that? So it, it, yeah, it's obviously um, a huge barrier for some a small company like myself that's self-funded and right. has to go through so many tests. And let's say a test. Um, doesn't pass, mm -hmm. then we have to redo the test over, and these tests are thousands of dollars. Right, and right so, now in, the, in April 2023, every, all the tests are intrastate, so, and they're all different structured, and everybody's testing differently. Right, and we have to use a trace and track software system, and in New York, it's BioTrack. So it has to go all the way from, if it's seed to sale, you have to have the cultivator, the, 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 the seed has to be tested, the, uh, the flower has to be tested, so every every supply chain line has to be tested. So after a while, this is, this is daunting. Does that test seeds? It doesn't test the level of cannabinoids you usually see in a seed. Okay. Right? That's pretty, pretty low. Yeah, okay. that's pretty low. Yeah. So, so if we could just skip a few steps getting it to the lab and at least do our own in-house R&D, then we're saving tons of money, tons of time. Um, and I think, and now New York's not allowing us to take our own samples to the labs. So they have another level of financial responsibility, a burden upon us. So and the this, timeline and the, and the timeline. So, and we, you know, if, and, and every batch has to be run. So we're not, you know, you can't just, you know, say that you have that flower. Well, every time you run that machine for X amount of time, you are, required to test it after that so do so you want to finish selling her the machine now just layering up. I, <laughs> no, we, just, we, i'm I just setting you up got, you know okay. i love the alley but you know what that's the thing if if 
somebody's like Jenny and they're tuned into where the dollar and, and the minutes are going for their business, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, it really has an ROI. And, and most vertical operators, it has an ROI of less than six months. All I have to do is show you where you're spending money on your testing now and then just add in a whole bunch of value touch points that are going to help your business make a bunch more money. We don't want you to throw away cannabinoids on your spent material. That's money. Throw it on a light lab. Make sure that you're not throwing 5 or 7% away on your, on your spent material after you extract it because that's great cannabinoid value for your gummies, right? So that's the big picture that exactly. we're all about. I have two of their machines since the version 1, so I upgraded into the newer versions. I'm testing every day. Yeah, every really, they have a trade-in. Gummies, extracts, tinctures, so, everything. Yeah. You better so, believe so, so you, yeah, Christmas, birthdays, it's all there. But George's extract has extraction machines, but you also own these machines. Yeah, I have two of them. You, I, you cannot extract without testing. Uh, it's of all course. connected. So why do you have two? Well, yes, you have the original. And you I, I have two of everything. Version two. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 George is spoiled. <laughs> is what it comes I'm collecting to stuff. Like all the signs. Right. You can find it in my lap. Do you have the version 3.0? Uh, he will soon. Yeah, we talked about Wilson. this yesterday. That's the newer version. I just yeah. learned about this yesterday. So uh, we're, we're going to have it next see, week. This one has the nice lightweight carrying case they've always been 13 and a half pounds they've always been orange and they've always they've tested cannabis now we do like edibles listen, and stuff. i what? i have i have four siblings i'm the third i take hand-me-downs <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> they just cut you out no, no what, i'm what fine else? with this he what? gets a new one she gets his old one yes. we'll work this out guys so, so what what does this all do explain to the public that doesn't know what these machines so do. chromatography is separation science right you give a, a whole bunch of mixed together molecules in this case cannabinoids to the instrument and it will separate them it's kind of the analogy we like to use is like remember when you were going when you're in high school you had to get the end of another hallway and it was full of kids if if you're a cool kid you're taking your time walking down that hallway well, traversing that column in, in chromatography, you're THCA. You're a slow-moving cannabinoid. If you're a nerdy kid getting down that hallway, then you're CBGA. The point is, that column, that hallway, separates every single cannabinoid so that it can be measured very, very specifically by a detection system under that box. Okay. So instead of like a guesstimate at a THCA number and a CBD number that's got like three to 5% wiggle room, that's what you get with a spectroscopy tool as a small like handheld spectroscopy tool. When you use chromatography, you can break down each individual cannabinoid less than two parts per million. Okay, it's no BS, the, the science that's going on inside of this box. And, and Really, it's much more reproducible than you would get from any fleet of laboratory-level instruments. That's kind of the, the magic that we've done here, too. And you have George's endorsement. I've got George. And George has got the endorsement on the first gen. Now, we're in attitude of Kaizen here. I had the it's second only gen gotten too, better and better. Yeah, yeah, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. But we definitely got to get you upgraded, my friend. Uh, uh, <laughs> so why is, George, why is her machine better than the other ones you checked out? Well, usually when you buy an HPSC, it's anywhere between 60, well, 60 to 85,000. Right. That's an expensive Price point, instrument. Price point, very and nice. Yeah, and it needs uh, scientists to run it. Usually That's a chemist, PhD, things. Ease they have of to use. Make the methods and things. So, you know, there, there are a number of companies that are doing that for years. But they came with this innovative idea to make that affordable. 
and for still the keep and for the layman. Yeah. For the layman, yeah, that's the it's point. Really we want it to be a tool for everyone in your operation, not just yeah. the chemist that you might have to replace six months from now. It's going to be a tool for your growers. It's going to be a tool for your extractors. It's going to be a tool for the kitchen. We put them on carts in vertical operations. They get rolled around. They got a home for one day here, a home for two days there, and everybody's earning value off of it. And every step it tells you, now add the solvent, now add the extract, now shake it, and it gives you a barcode. Then you have it on your full report on the phone. So it's really made for everyone appreciate oh, that yes. we're like, continuing to improve we've got lots of exciting stuff coming this summer too terpenes and we got a mushroom loud. box i'm not going to say that too loud but i fear what are you testing with the mushroom box well psilocin and psilocybin wow. about six months ago our team looked at you know the commercial problem that we started to see happening in terms of potency and label claims and commercially available products coming out of Oregon and Colorado and realized that just as we see with commercially available products in the cannabis industry oftentimes potency doesn't match but the implication of psilocybin being a hundredfold off in potency claims it's a big difference right that's a big difference that might do yeah. something to someone's brain so our engineering team kudos to them they went right to work it's an hplc in a box and we got to the algorithms and making it work for all the goodies that come with mushrooms now so. you tell me that you have something for the seven or h kratom and it's going to be really impressive already what? done my friend we've got a couple of boxes out there being utilized for this this wow. molecule as well so yeah if it's a botanical molecule Light Lab is awesome at separating it, so we can talk cool. about that too. Can you make one that tests both cannabis and mushrooms and save the money? Well, how about you pay me a little bit more and you got it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd I don't rather know. sell you one box, absolutely, that solves all the problems, right? I, I just want a little handheld version. Well, we're getting smaller again. Kaizen, give me time. I know what's under the box. Like it's just it. a matter of making it tinier, but we don't want him to walk away on people either. Uh, well, if you have George's endorsement, I mean, he's a, he's our science. He's like Spock. I'm like Captain Kirk, <laughs> and he's like Spock. You know, I just keep talking and keep running and keep charging through things, and he's like, he looks at me like. George is a businessman, though. He's not a yeah. scientist. Let's not BS. He's he's a businessman, <laughs> and that's why he loves the box. I'm I'm the nerd, but George gets it because it's made him money. <laughs> yeah, he he also knows the value, so. But anyways, you should trade up, George. Yeah. He's like, I was sold. He's but sold hey, we, we love Arizonans, that's for sure. I'm, I live in Arizona for 10 years, so we appreciate the work that Mita does. You have one of the strongest communities in Arizona. And um, we hope from the national perspective that what you're doing through Mita in Arizona kind of gains momentum and, and can be a model for other places. Well, we've offered the model to a lot of organizations, and you're going to see them changing using the model. We really don't care that much. Because it's still interstate. Media USA is going to be an interstate cool. organization, but there's no interstate commerce yet. So we're sort of developing Media USA for like last year and a half. We're developing around the interests of brands. Uh, Ten years in this industry, <clears throat> an industry association or an industry in itself should be developed around the interests of the consumers and the patients. And um, if you're going to develop an organization or association, you want to make sure the mission statement and the goals are serving patients and consumers first. Mm -hmm. What serves patients and consumers better than innovation, competition, access, less barriers. And there's a lot of people in the supply chain at this moment that are more concerned about protecting their interests yep. as they advance the cannabis legalization than just advancing cannabis legalization. 
So Media USA wants to be tied with the mission that's doing the right thing in general. So we had to wait for the brands to get to a point where they were elevated to a point where they're successful to a point, specifically the big brands out of California, Colorado, and they're coming from different states. Uh, so they have money to support uh, organizations like Media USA. But we don't want to be tied to uh, business people in general who wake up in the morning and, and have to worry or, or not worry or contemplate or reflect upon the regulatory changes and the legalization changes like the interstate commerce, international mm -hmm. commerce, and think to themselves, how do I... Uh, Get my slice, make the most of it. I was going to say, how do I protect my investors, <laughs> which is a, a fair duty, but in protecting their investors, they might be doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And that's, so Media USA is, is here to do the right thing cool. with, the, with anybody who wants to join. And if you want to do the wrong thing, be very vocal about what you do. We'll, we'll so you see. can filter them right out, right? Well, well, you know, we'll see how that works out for you. Because the patients <laughs> and the consumers will eventually find out. You've got to love that about the you plan. Know? It always so brings the truth to the service, right? Yeah. So. No, and, and that's the transparency and accountability that the end of prohibition brings. So we love talking about that. And, uh, of course, testing is another wonderful aspect about bringing uh, transparency and accountability to the plan, you know, which is 100%. fantastic. And in no part of that do we not support 100% unequivocally the need for proper testing, 100%. proper licensing, which is against kind of licensing caps because that's kind of an abomination of human history. It's against why we all started here in the first place. but Or started America. <laughs> so, But we don't need to reflect too much about that. But let's move back to Jenny because she's been sitting here patiently, and I know she's doing some really cool stuff. And one of the coolest things about MJPAC has been meeting all the East Coast people. And if you got to go, don't worry about it. And I'm sorry, guys. I do have to yeah, pop off. No, I'm, I'm already five minutes late in the next one. But, <coughs> guys, it's been so great. Shout out to Awesome Wild Arizona yes, brands photo, like Shango and Quick Liquids. We've got to love you guys. But yeah, And then we're going to talk a little bit about the New York market structure, what's going on in New Jersey, I mean, New York, the whole East Coast area with you because okay. this is very important. And uh, thank you. Thank, thank you, Jill, Jill, for being Jill, here. It's so nice to meet you. Yes. Um, oh, what's your website, Jill? How do, people, how do people find to get in touch with you? Yeah, please. LinkedIn me, first and foremost, Carrero at orangephotonics.com. Of course, LinkedIn or Instagram, Jill Cannabis Nerd. I'd love to reach out and talk with anybody that uh, is interested in learning more and talking with me more about what you're doing. And as you come to cannabis conferences, find their booth, find them, find Jill. Find the orange glow. You never miss us. We're <laughs> orange everywhere. Peace, guys. So, Take care. So, Jenny, you have doing, and this is the coolest thing that I have found, except for the photo photonics orange box, which is a cool thing in and of itself. And, of course, Jill is cool. But um, learning about New Jersey and New York and the whole East Coast area and all the people here and the licensing structure, I have learned so much. Um, and, and that's a, an amazing thing. So you are a processor license? Right. So I had the um, hemp license for five. I was in the New York program for the, five, the, six, five, six years. And you were required to have the hemp license for two years prior to becoming? So no, that, there are three different licenses that are right now. There was the, there's the cultivation license. There's the processing, manufacturing, and distribution license. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, um, the card holders, the dispensaries. And that's social equity. So if you were in the supply chain. That's card C-A-U-R-D. Yeah. And if you, were in, uh, if you were a cultivator or a processor, manufacturer, then you were in the hemp pilot program. If you were a cultivator, it was stipulated that you had to grow two out of the five years that you were in the program in order to continue to grow. I was a cultivator, but I didn't grow two out of the four years. I concentrated on processing and manufacturing. 
Okay. Um, so I got the processing and manufacturing license as part of the two-year conditional license in New York. But when they came up with that two-year thing, you would have had to be doing stuff previously that you were unaware that you had to do, right? So Yes. So uh, we were in the um, ags and market department for five years right. under the hemp pilot program. The last year, uh, they moved the processing and manufacturing out of the ags department and put in the New York Department of Health to stage it for a minute. And when they did that, it was mandatory that we GMP, good manufacturing practice our facility. So in the lobbying, the lead up to this, the hemp people, the hemp advocates kind of knew to to get themselves well positioned in this whole thing. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they and the a... RO screwed it all up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it's so, unshackled. We do not yeah, lie here. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they moved it in. I'm picking up what's going down right. here in so New they, York. So they, so they move it into... And it's like the liquor license that it's contingent on a location. Right. So you, if, you, if you were in your basement, for instance, extracting, um, then you needed to come above ground, get a GMP facility, get legit, and they gave you one year to get there. Unless so, you're extracted with a purified machine, then we don't talk well, about you, it. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> start the, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then you start immediately. So... I, I was granted, uh, my, I have a 12,000 square foot extraction facility in Hudson, New York. 12,000 square foot extraction facility in Hudson, it's, New York. Sits on 21 acres in beautiful Hudson Valley. We're one mile from the Hudson River. Mm. And Why do you need 21 acres for a 12,000 square foot extraction facility? Uh, because part of my license is I can bring up to three cultivators onto my property. Um, and I think it would be wonderful if I could support, especially maybe female cultivators that would want to come. But could, you're waiting to get that cultivation license. I don't per se want to have the cultivation license, but I could, another cultivator could come onto my property and they could c cultivate under my license. Or we would just separate the licenses out. But, but you the, can't cultivate under your license. I can't. Currently, well, you, yeah, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> that there is some type of, I can go backwards, but I can't go forward once the new licenses come into effect. But you can bring in raw product, you can extract it. Correct. You can package it, manufacture it, manufacture products. I can do everything, soup to nuts. I can take flour and package it, bottle it, jar it. I can do pre-rolls. I can do extraction, um, everything from, you know, Flour to beverage. So you'd be, yeah, this is, this is wonderful. So, and there's no distribution license in New York. Right now, the distribution is under my license. So I pick up from the cultivators and I take to the dispensaries. Can the dispensaries buy directly from the cultivators? They can. They can only buy flour and pre-rolls. Can they, they can buy packaged flour from cultivators? Correct. So and the they can be distributors can't be too. juiced. Okay. They can't be infused. Juiced. Infused. Juiced, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that juice. I hear that. Is that Destiny? You agree with that juice? Does that work? She's my pre-roll infused experts. Um, so uh, this is great. No, we're learning a lot here. So yeah, there's no distributor license. So you can uh, distribute. The cultivators can distribute. Um, excellent. And so under that 12,000 square, uh, 12 square foot extraction machine, of course, you're using a purified machine. I am, of course. And that's up and running already? It's it's up and running. Good. Yeah, yeah. We've done. Um, we've already done a couple test batches at the show here today. We're handing out the uh, our, our live resin carts. What month did you start operation? Upper operationally. What month and year? 
this month. This month, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all coming yeah. together. Right I mean, now. I've been operational for six, seven months, but with George's machine uh, in the last month. Okay, so before that, I was CO two. So you have your first brands that you created in New I, York. I, I did. I just relaunched my brand. <laughs> and what are the names of those again? It's one brand. It's Jenny's. It's called just called Jenny's. Jenny's. <laughs> I thought you said there was another brand too. I'm sorry. Um, so you have Jenny's, and that's a vape pen. It no, it's uh, it, we do um, edibles, but our edibles are different. I don't think anybody in the United States is producing what we're doing. But you do Jenny's vapes too. We do Jenny's vapes. We do Jenny uh, uh, petite Jenny's, which are half gram J's. Do we have any here today? I do, they're, but they're at my booth. Okay, why don't you bring some samples for our producer? I will. I'm on the job. Okay. <laughs> no, so so you. And then I do. Um, so it is very unique, the product that we offer. We do sugar-free, um, like I mentioned earlier, with uh, that's allulose, which is yes. um, pro- it's a zero glycemic, so it doesn't spike your sugar level. Nice, good job. Um, and so it's an alternative for people that don't want sugar or can't have sugar or are just watching their weight. So nice. it really encompasses. But not only that, we are kosher. Um and we are certified organic ingredients, everything that we source. And um, and we do dairy-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, caramels, um, they, <laughs> things that you just can't, uh, you know, all vegan, very, very friendly to, to anybody wanting an alternative. But really just trying to disrupt this market of candy that we're selling this beautiful plant that's so natural and healing and healthy why not offer a vehicle that you can also have a wonderful i mean and i add nutraceuticals to all my products so if it's a if it's a gummy uh for the day it'll have ginseng in it with cbg and we'll add different components how many uh c-a-u c-u-c-u how many cork that's his card uh card uh, c-a-u-r-d yeah how many uh, card read, holders there's 165 out there licenses uh, 166 was the number i heard yeah and so how uh, many yeah. are open right now Six. Six. Uh, so are you selling to them? Not yet. So we launch um, uh, July, the 1st of July. We're waiting on to finish our pack, our packaging to come. Okay. And, and then so we're ready to hit the, hit the ground. And Jenny, I'm looking at your logo, which is a white logo with a red uh, heart. Yeah. Tell us about it. How did you come with that? What it means? So it's Jenny loves me. So the idea is, and you know, we can't make... We can't make claims in the cannabis space. We can't claim that it um, help, you know, that it helps with sleep. We can't make claims that it might reduce cancer growth. Um, we're just not allowed to make any sort of health claims. Um, so I- I'm not saying this is, you know, heart healthy or anything like that. I'm just trying to say is that there's alter- there's healthy alternatives, loving healthy alternatives oh, yes. to cannabis. And so the heart represents what my mission is to give to consumers. And like that's that. a good product. I like that. What's that noise? Oh, no, it's a uh, lunch. Oh, so that's bad <laughs> um, So uh, those six stores, and I haven't been in a retail store right now uh, since I've been here. What processed products are they carrying and where are they getting them? So they're getting it both from cultivators that are able to supply flour straight to the dispensaries right. and um, and processors that are doing things like gummies and vapes and, and what have you. How I many processors have been running? Um, I, I 
I'm going to guess there's 40, 40 some odd licenses. There's four, no, the 40 licenses, but not all of them are processors and manufacturers. So in this state, we call a processor an extractor, a manufacturer, somebody who just makes the brand, the, the finished product. So mm -hmm. not all of those 40 are able to process and manufacture. Is there is a separate license for processing manufacturing? They, they do. They, they've, they've, sort of in-house allocated this you can process and manufacture you can only manufacture so i think there's about 35 that can process and manufacture in that group of 40 and um and i would say at least half of them are up and and at least getting ready to hit the market here in the next month or two okay what part of new york you in again um i i hail from brooklyn but I am uh, my facilities in in um, Hudson Valley. It's it's also called in 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 cannabis in New right. York. It's called the Capital District. Okay, I'm and I'm my, I'm close to Albany. So you're uh, part of your business model, I assume, is working with California brands to bring them in. Um, it has not been um, yeah. because. California. Well, in Cal oh. yeah, yeah, I would like to find a nice California group that didn't want to come in. You know, California had their issues for a while, and when New York opened up, they sort of saw it as a, a lifeline to get them out of the ship that was sinking. Um, and so I think they came into New York with not the right intention in the beginning, but, yeah. you know, we've had a year to, and to prove that we are able and, and, and uh, competent to set up space, and we don't necessarily need them, but we would like to partner with them. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, having... 200 conferences globally traveled around for cannabis. The demand for, I mean, I'm an Arizona guy myself. It is what it is. The demand for California related manufactured, cultivated products, something tied to California is going to increase. It, it exists and it will always be there and it's going to increase. And um, I would suggest making sure that those brands that come to the New York market legally or illegally, hopefully legally, yeah. uh, come through your processing center so that you get a piece of that business. Otherwise, they're going to come through somebody else. So I, I just, my bu simple business advice is find the best ones, grab them, let them pass on through. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and, you know, they'll be tested and manufactured safely through you or through other people as well. But that's just something that the consumers want um, and the patients deserve yeah. to have too. Yeah. I'm I mean, not there's sure. no doubt that California has the best flower in the world. I mean, it's, and I think they're, they're, they're they've advanced the, the industry yeah. and that we could learn from them 100%. But, you know, New York has its different set of growing. And, yeah. And, the, and you, you know, your secret sauce, your secret recipe, your secret uh, process, you know, you know, Arizona iced tea is manufactured in New York, Yeah, you know, so you never know what's going to happen. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, you don't really waste your time on it, but they're yeah. coming like in waves and we see it happening in Arizona. We, we've seen this gradual transition from the Arizona OG brands Back in 2013, 14, 15, you know, there, there's like five or six or seven still holding on. And then, you know, like the Timeless and the Big Bros and these guys are holding on. But then you see, have this wave of California brands and the money and the, and the, and the knowledge and the, and, the, and, the, and the marketing and the, this, that panache behind it. And it's just taking over. And so you have all the manufacturers, all the license holders in Arizona saying, okay, I get it. We're going to become these distributors. We're going to become these license holders for the California brand. And it's going to be manufactured here or it's, you know, the THC can't cross state lines. 
um, but we're going to have it long term. So I'm just going to throw out some yeah. simple business if I grab it because yeah. you got 12,000 square feet. You probably need you know 4,000 to do Jenny's. Yeah, and Jenny's will be the top brand in, in New York, and hopefully as it expands, then it can go to other places, and and that will be fantastic as well. Yeah, I mean, I think power in numbers. I mean, I think if if great brands got together, you know, I mean, we've seen it with Procter and Gamble and all the other companies that bring in different brands that are culturally in sync, then, you know, you're able to have a lot more control about what's put out into the market and, and, um, and really, you know, create stores that are made, that are responsible and, and, and yeah. selling the good products to the customers and they one-stop shop. And, you know, we, we need to diversify with all different manufacturers, but if you have what they need in a, you know, plethora of, of products, then, yeah, definitely, especially because there's no criminal sanctions in New York for not participating in the tax and regulate market. I would definitely grab, you know, make sure that you're known as a hub. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't Thank know you. you. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have I any, I don't have a processing license myself. If I did, um, I would be doing this. We should maybe work together. You know, I can hook you up with the but Like yeah. Stizzy's coming. Stizzy's, Stizzy's talking to somebody. Yep. And they might be done already with their deal. Yep. And Stizzy's going to, everybody's going to be demanding it, you know? Yeah. And while you're developing the better baby, oh, I, there's nothing wrong with Stizzy, that while you're developing the baby Jenny's, yeah. Jenny, Jenny. Jenny's, yeah. Jenny, what does it go with Jenny or Jenny's? It's, well, my name is Jenny, but the, um, the company's Jenny's. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I'm kind of confused my little mind. <laughs> Just think about it from a marketing branding's perspective. Jenny, Jenny's. Okay, cool. I got a good... I'm excited. My producer and, and Destiny are over there saying, just shut up, Dimitri. Have her go back to her booth so we can get some Jennies here already. You know. Um, but no, so so, so it's good. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep talking. What else should people know about New York? I mean, this has been really, really informative. And uh, what, what else is like unique about it from your experience and understanding other markets and stuff? Um, I mean, I think the rollout's been tough for us. I mean, what people don't know is that we've – um, a lot of, you know, hurry up and wait. Um, financially, yeah. it's been hard to keep our, you know, to keep alive because six dispensaries is not, you know, a supply chain. This is, a, this is an issue for the supply chain. Um, New York gave, uh, the dispensaries 90 day terms. Um, so we became their, uh, their bank, um, for the dispensary. So it's been a very, very, very tough rollout. For people like me that have to stay in business and to wait for the rollout, so uh, so it's Stupidity. it's 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 a lot of you know support us that are you know please please go to they, the dispensary. By rule, gave them ninety day terms. Sorry, keep going. So you know understand that uh, the 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 processors, the cultivators are doing everything we can to get to market, to stay alive, to keep the, you know, not, not saying anything bad about all of them, but to keep the MSOs out, let the guy, let the entrepreneurs have a chance um, and champion what we're doing. So I just say, you know, I support the dispensaries, understand we're doing the best, try to be not too critical. When we fall down a few times, we're just, we're, we don't, we don't have a lot of, of, uh, of, of capital to, to throw at this we're doing we're, we're just people like everybody else trying to trying to trying to wedge ourselves and stay into this industry especially in new york but it's going to be a beautiful especially new york is has always been about the entrepreneur right about the immigrants about 
if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So small uh, mom and pop restaurants, the bodegas, all of this, like that's what I represent. I represent New York. I'm a second immigrant family and I'm second generation. I come from, yeah. and, and, and this is what, I mean, it's the American dream, you know? So give us a we chance. Work together. I can make you like Cindy McCain. And let me tell you who Cindy McCain is. Cindy McCain is John McCain's, well, John McCain passed away. Yeah. But Cindy McCain uh, was wife of John McCain. And her family owned uh, the liquor distributor ship That's right. in Arizona. And so they might have had a, a liquor that they manufacture, but they control all the liquors coming in to Arizona and then selling them out. Yeah. With your license and 21 acres, 12,000 square feet, and his machine extracting top-notch oil, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, all you need is capital and a guy like me bringing all the best brands from the country yeah. and boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom. And, and it's, it's all about the way you write your contracts, but I'm not going to tell that little secret over the air. <laughs> so anyways, but it's been fantastic talking Thank to you. Thank you. You too. It's yes. really enjoyable. Friend Thanks of George, so. friend of mine. So does she have Thank the 2.0 machine or does she have the 1.0? Oh, she has the latest. Oh, okay. I don't have that 2.3 and yeah, it's the Max machine, which the Max. is the... Yeah, the fastest. It is the fastest. truly the most delicious oil I've ever, ever smoked and yeah. tasted. Industry needs to hook on it. And yeah. Jenny's the way in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to buy you have to buy Jenny's product to get this oil. Well, why don't we just bring Jenny's to Arizona then? Yeah. We can have her brand in Arizona. Absolutely. That's a, that's another thing we could do together. And this that, industry is filled with possibilities. But so how do people get in touch with you? Um, you can follow me on... Uh, get in touch with her through me. Yeah. <laughs> JennyLovesMe.com. JennyLoves.me. Um, not .com. It's .me. And you can follow me on Instagram at JennyLovesMe. Excellent. Thank you, Jenny and Jill, wherever you are. Jill, we have your name tag. She's oh, got to come back no. eventually. Uh, George, can you find her? Yeah. Hi, George is very good at finding people. Oh, this and is then, really nice to speak with you. Yes, thank you both. no, we appreciate you too. And this is another episode of Meet Unshackled. And thank you to our sponsors, Jack Herrera, the original brand, the legacy brand, Cali Effects, one of the sexiest things coming out of California, both coming to markets near you. And of course, Pure 5, the number one extraction machine in global cannabis. Uh, 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 uh,